Sarah just bought us courtesy coffees because we're in we're drinking Starbucks in a Stan's coffee right now. And because I was 30 minutes late. No. You know, I would go to the mall too. You have like the a myriad of food choices. You do, and I didn't realize that there would be two Stan's donuts this close to one another. I know. Well, I really didn't think that would be a thing. It's not. But that's okay, Stan's donuts. I mean, if you come to my neck of the woods, there's two mattress firms right across <laughs> Two competing Um, mattress firms. Two competing mattress firms is right across. Welcome to Great Windy Way, a podcast putting a spotlight on Chicago theater. I'm Sarah, and my guest this week is Jenna Little, a veteran actor and a first-time stand-up act. But don't let that lack of stage time fool you. She's a master comedian and just an absolute joy. So get ready to giggle. Very and your neck of the woods is? It's in it's in Naperville. I live with my I live very close to my mom, right upstairs. Um, <laughs> yeah, I live in uh, so I'm in the western suburbs, and um, I I like it. But I yeah I like that I I worked downtown Naperville for a long time um, at different places, different boutiques. Mm-hmm. I'm a extensive experience in retail, so now I like to commute to Oak Brook because it's halfway there. My dad used to work in Oak Brook, so it's kind of like a homage to him. Oh. Post- posthumously. Posthumously? Posthumous. Yeah, I guess. Posthumous. I think. Tomato, tomato, probably not, but I'm going to I think both are right. I think so, too. I'm not going to discriminate. That's okay. So, yeah, and then and I commute to Chicago whenever I book something. Yeah. Yeah. That's so... I mean, because we met in an acting class in Chicago and now that I'm making this drive to the suburbs I don't know how you did it every week at like six o'clock at night Uh, or like or or like the uh come um hell week for shows you're driving about (sighs) an hour and 45 minutes out but it's okay all for the stipend baby all for the storefront all for that sweet sweet five (laughs) hundred (laughs) dollars but yeah no I've but you know what? I like to. I realize that I. Okay, my moon is in Capricorn, so that's probably supposed to make me a little impatient. But cardinal energy and my moon's in Aries, and like. Oh my god! Yeah, having cardinal oh. energy in a moon sign is yep. super, super irritating. But you know what? I realized driving in rush hour for a play made me realize that I have a little bit of patience. You know, I just daydream. I run over. I'm off book pretty quickly. That's good. Yeah, so I have that to brag about, and then I, yeah, I just kind of, I can just, you know, blast whatever 90s playlist It's I your have. time to yourself. Yeah. You get to decompress yeah. from whatever you were doing. Yeah. Probably still late, like the one late. No, I'm pretty, usually pretty on time if I get there, but, um, you know, my mom jokes that, like, okay, you were supposed to be born September 1st, you came August 31st, and it was the first and last time you were ever on time in your life. <laughs> So, I yeah, like that, that one. <laughs> but yeah, so so what what it what what has been grinding your years, Sarah? Grinding your years—that's not good, right? What what floats your boat? What floats my boat? Oh, okay. I was like trying to figure out what grinds my gears. That's very different that's than floats my, my boat. That's what my good best eighth grade friend used to say to me. Grinds your gears because like things that grind my gears are people who sing songs very confidently but sing them wrong <laughs> that drives me insane 
<laughs> I'm like, if you're gonna sing the song, you better know it. You better have the sheet music, and you better yeah. study the like. I, you know oh, what? Me nuts. You know what? You know. So there was, you know, those people that like feel left out if they don't know the lyrics to the song, so they'll mouth the wrong word, lyrics. Oh yeah, like people in church when you're like, I don't know what's <laughs> happening, but I'm gonna move my mouth so people think that I'm still participating. I go to church every week. Now, <laughs> I know, to- like. Back in like 2007 was probably the last time, but it's fine. Which, how many Christmases, how many Christmas Eves ago was I there? Oh my God, yeah. Um, but no, I like it. Like, what, like if you're blasting some Rihanna and someone is like just not content with not singing along, they'll just like mm-hmm. mouth the wrong, and their mouth's just going. Like, yeah. For all you that can't see me, my Your my mouth is doing secondhand embarrassment. Um, I hate when I go to like a concert and there are people you don't there know. that don't know. And yeah. I'm trying to sing along, and I'm like, I shut my mouth if I don't know the song. Yes. Like, do not ruin this for me. The person yeah, me the person who has social anxiety in me um, loves meeting new people after a few drinks. But when people sing the song that's happening in front of me to me, and I don't know them, and they're oh, all yeah, just like, get ready for, ready for the guitar, ready for the guitar. I mean, like, I mean, not anymore. Like, don't Right, no, I was like, I was enjoying this until now. Cramping my style, dude. No, I'm friendly, sort of. But, <laughs> I think uh, you're friendly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, your week has just been prepping for this weekend? Yeah. Um, yes, prepping for this weekend. I'm doing my first stand-up gig. If Congratulations. You want to that. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Well, I, okay. So, I, how this came about, I am I'm now at the point, I'm, like, mid-process where I'm, like, I am shit. My work is shit. I don't know what to do. And then I, and that's then I'm right writing. before it becomes great, yeah. though. Yeah, right, <laughs> somewhere up there. It's somewhere in the peak and valley. That's a process. part of the creative process. Yeah, and this whole thing came about because um, it was it was just like all the signs pointing to me doing this was because I've I've only really done stuff on stage, experience like acting and singing and you know I've public spoke for different things um, and incorporated some kind of humor into it but never done the stand-up stuff before and the thing that kind of basically played out and inspired me to do it was well the two people at work that told me have you ever considered stand-up you know those those, those people can change lives. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, my friend Jess, who's putting this um, fundraiser together for it's really amazing um, how how fast she's done it and just like you know she just like her, it's amazing how she's brought this for, to fruition. Um, she's her mother has Parkinson's and she's. Um, putting a variety show together, different talent, to raise money for the research in Michael J. Fox Foundation. And she posted this flyer, like, two weeks after said people were like, hey, you're funny, try it. Uh. And I was just like, oh, shit. Oh, God, I'm supposed to try this, aren't I? Right. I'm supposed to do, like, this is perfect. It's not actually, like, a veteran comedy night. It's just, like, it's, like, something fun to that will bring in a crowd and something that's supposed to be, you know, you know, just embrace your talent, what you've been working on. And I was like, this is when I'm supposed to try it, aren't I? And I got so scared and that I was the whole week I was going in my head, I'm not doing it. I was going, I'm not going to prepare for it. I just, I was trying to talk myself out. I was like, I'm not going to audition for it. And, um, 
it was like Wednesday night and I was going over my scene for my class the next day and I was just prepping. I was like, I have other things to do. I'm learning this paragraph and I'm going to learn this paragraph, <laughs> memorize these, um, these five words and I'm not going to prep anything because I'm not going to do it the next day at the audition. And then I, it was Thursday and I went to my class and afterwards I had all the free time in the world to go to the audition and I ended up just driving to the opposite side of the city in like 105 degree weather. Oh, I waited um, for a few hours to audition because I had time. I was like, you need to do this. And Mm -hmm. I walked down to the gas station because there was not a coffee shop in like, like a, like whatever mile radius. Oh, that's sacrilege. And, um, I know, I know. So I went to the gas station, waited it out, went to the authentic Mexican restaurant, wrote a few things in my head. Yeah. And, um, I, I literally just went over there and I was the first one that got there. I got there early because I just really wanted to get it over with. And I was like, Hey, trust me. You do not need to take me. You do not need to cast me in this whatsoever I just feel like I need to do this in front of somebody and I did what I have I probably like raven clawed my way through it like just really technically like thinking memorizing and just kind of 80% (laughs) committing to it because I like wrote it what 45 minutes before she's like no I want you to do this I want to book you and I was like okay and then it was like it just felt so awesome afterwards that I was I like drove home and there was like a beam of light sh- like shooting out of me just driving home being like I discovered something new I want to do that's so great and um yeah I like I, but but now I'm as I'm writing it out I'm like this is I'm realizing all the potential mistakes you can make like yeah going through it like sure practice it out loud you, I think that I've considered changing my Instagram handle to funnier on paper <laughs> because like you know I love writing whatever on there and uh, under my pictures and my you know self-paid photo shoots right but um you know just to or like putting Gandhi quotes under my selfies (laughs) you know like the regular basic girl does right but um yeah so uh I'm looking forward to it I just it'll be interesting how it plays out I I'm sort of regretting uh I think I invited a few too many friends oh yeah we'll see what happens I don't I think some of them are like I gave them two dates to show up for me my birthday celebration and this today and this this month and Uh, they were like I'll see you the 24th (laughs) and I'm like great is what like thanks so I, much. I know, I, but I, I I think my I, I mean, I'm counting on my brother and the girl he's dating to like really pump me up. Yeah, and, like come out there, but we'll see what happens. I'm I'm excited. I just uh, um, I, it's it's something new, and that's what's scary about it. But I this year especially, um, is is the year that I'm really trying to do things. I I know for a fact when I was 10 years old, I specifically said there were a few things I could never do in life, and this was one of them. Mm-hmm. and stand-up comedy and um so yeah I've just really been trying to do things that I this year that things are on that list yeah yeah, yeah you know and uh, I remember it doesn't sound like that big of a deal and i still friends with this person but there was one time where one of my friends said um they couldn't really see me ever doing anything wild in my life and it really kind of, and I think she meant it as like, you're my sweet friend, you're my friend. That does, but as an artist and someone who's trying to like break down walls for myself, I just really, that always will stick with me. Yeah. I'm just always like, I have to, you know, I've always wanted to prove, you know, those 
people who might have that um, idea of me wrong, like, now since then. Was there something that, like, you said specifically this year, this is what you've been trying to do. Did something happen you're like, okay, this is the year? Or, like, did something just come over you and you're like, hey? I think it's just, like, coming out of my 20s, I've gone through some stuff life's thrown you a few curveballs and it's made you really realize and I think that I think how this kind of ties into comedy or whatever you're focusing on as an artist is you start to really either your insecurities really start crippling you mentally in your 20s or if you start admitting to them and talking about them freely as if they can't hurt you which I started doing um, I guess like in my in my mid-twenties talking about, like, oh, like, whatever it is, like, your your shitty love life or your things you're embarrassed about, how your career's not going, or talking about yourself of, like, um, you know, you know, things that people might not understand or have any parallels to. Once you start embracing that, I think that if, like, when I talked about them, people started laughing, so that's that's why I, I'm like, okay, it's, it's kind of made me stronger mentally, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like... The Sansa Stark journey, where she's kind yes. of like a, a, a she's a weakling. You're just kind of like, girl, please shut up. And then at the end, you're just like, oh, she's oh, the yes. baddest bitch. Yes, on the show. I, people always like rip, ripped on her, and like it, even now, they're like, oh, she's my least favorite character. Some some people say that. I was like, that's that's who I relate to most. Like yeah. someone who's starting off, kind of, you know, just like. The damsel in distress that Naive goes through, like, and, yeah. yeah, and uh, and just like very easily swayed, and mm-hmm. and now she's very much like, okay, I keep tabs. I know what people have done to me. I'm not going to, you know, I don't think that I'm better than you, but I don't think about I'm worse, and I will, I will teach people how to treat me. You yes, know, kind of yes, thing. absolutely. That's, that's a good piece of advice. You know, I think I'm someone who always tried to take the, even if someone hurt me, I would, I would kind of take the whole um, route of. Be, be better than them, be nice, and to always take the high road. And now I'm kind of been like, if, if that's not working, you know, talk back to them and say that, like, no, this is how it is. Like, don't just ignore them. Don't just let it bounce off you all the time. Stand up for yourself. You know? Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. That's a really <laughs> powerful journey. That's <laughs> exciting for you. No, I mean, I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's I really do. great. But I want to know, what what have you been up to? What God, I mean this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm like, Thanks. I've always, I'm like the worst millennial ever. So I can't tell you how many people have asked me to, like, hey, um, have you checked out um, My Favorite Murder yet? The same person at work has asked me if I checked it out yet, and I still haven't, and I really want to, but I'm like... I, but I feel like you're you're a very good millennial. You watch Game of Thrones, which is like 50% of the battle. I watched it in three weeks. I think that's a <laughs> Did record. You really? Yes. That's insane. I, I watched it. I was sedentary for three weeks, and I gained 10 pounds. All that's for amazing. The, <laughs> all for the Stark squad. No, seriously, like, I watched the finale... Of the the episode before the finale, where Danny, um, you know, she, yep, mm-hmm. um, switches, yeah. and um, I won't ruin it for anyone who jumps on it late, like I did with Gilmore Girl, Gilmore Girls, um, but um, <laughs> but I, I literally watched that the morning of, I had work that day, and I watched that in the morning right before work, and literally, right when the credits hit, I drove to work and like. It was like a minute late. <laughs> I I was done, and it was the only time I ever did this. But I asked my manager, who I'm like buddy buddy with, I was like, 
hey, if I get this closed down really early, can I leave an hour early? I just want to watch one episode live. I want to watch it with my brother. She was like, <laughs> if you get this closed down early, you can. So I did. I, I mean, it was home. like one of the biggest cultural cultural events yeah. in like recent history. I was so, yes, I know. I was so excited. Like I was so nervous about what was going to happen in the final episode. And my heart was beating so fast when I was like running past J. Crew. Like I was like, <laughs> I'm in the, I'm in the parking lot of Taco Bell. Do you need anything? Right. I'm going to be there. I know it starts in seven minutes, but I'll be home soon. That's so exciting. I and was, like, people won't know that thrill anymore. Cause like no, nobody watches anything live anymore. That's probably like the last TV show where all as a nation going to watch together. I know. At the same time. I know. I know. And then the cause I, yeah, even I, I binged watched it and I was just, I just can't believe myself. It definitely, Game of Thrones made me, made me fat for a while. <laughs> That's okay. I think everybody can blame at least like a week of their life yeah. <laughs> on being fat because they had to catch up on Game of Thrones. I don't, there are a few people that started it of season one. I know. So I think you're fine. I think, uh, no, we were talking about this. I think a part of me is glad I didn't because those people that, mm. that, um, mm-hmm. well, for some people, because I, I loved, I really loved every episode. The, the final one was a little like, okay, I felt like, I thought I would have like loved it a little more if they killed Danny a little quicker, but I loved the show. And I think mm-hmm. that some people who were, really let down by it like we're really let down because really they started watching it 10 years ago and they're like this is part of this is what I do on Monday this is what I do yeah no <laughs> for like, real no. what happened when you spend 10 years with something and then yeah. especially because they wrapped things up so yeah. quickly then it just kind of feels so rushed because yeah the rest of the show took yeah. nine years it wasn't to come on Monday to... right was I wrong about that no Monday. Sunday night it's always been Sunday night as far as I know all right. It was when I this was. This is what I do it. on Sunday. Okay, that's what yeah. they're thinking. Yeah. Sunday. No. My it's just been uh, it's just been I've just been torn in half now. But yeah. <laughs> you I and just, the rest of the nation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I was like, that's definitely one of those things that you're like, as an actor, it's like a pipe dream. You're like, God, I wish I could be a bit oh my God. A part it's of like, something that great. And it's a master class, just watching all of it, that. It is, yeah. Oh my god. You know what I that's so funny you said that, because I would call it a masterclass too, but my masterclass is actually the word I use for movies. I won't name any because I feel bad. No, but please like, tell me your masterclass movies. Ma- no, well, masterclass movies actually kind of has a net. Um, I use it as like kind of a negative term in my life because uh, what I do is okay. I use it for the movies that aren't that entertaining, but something about them teach it like really good acting <laughs> or no, like that, really I mean, good directing yeah, yeah, or like yeah. something that is not like totally. The redeeming quality yes. of a particular movie. Yes, you want maybe not they're not great, but it was a like it was a masterclass to watch Kate Blanchett in this movie. Right, you know, yeah. like that's you go to the theater and you're like, okay, I won't watch this again. I'm not this is not directly to please, Kate Blanchett. Don't think that I'm like <laughs> victimizing you. For- you. Yeah, I'm victim- <laughs> yeah, attacking you. Um, but yeah, that's what I use for like movies that obviously everyone worked very hard on, and there's a lot of talent involved. But for some reason, they were just weren't my favorite. Yeah, that's what I call them masterclass. Okay. So like, oh, interesting. The, the wardrobe did a great job. In that. It was like, a masterclass in wardrobe. Or like that 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 montage. That yeah, that was it was a masterclass in editing. Yes. yes. <laughs> Sometimes there are like amazing movies that totally deserve nominations, but they're just not my favorite. And, yeah, that's yeah. fair too. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I feel like that's most. Tell me, okay, so I know that you've done a lot of work, like, print stuff, like, The Onion and stuff, or, like, film work. For me, oh, yeah, I did. Okay, so, yeah, oh, I was explaining this, Emma. I have no, I, right now, my reel is 
not made because it would be the most mischievous, it doesn't exist, because it would be uh-huh. the most miscellaneous reel you've ever seen. I sure. have a spoof cooking show that's, um, it was like a collaboration um, sponsored GE with Onion, and it was like for little kids. I loved it. It was so fun, and I think people, most people enjoyed it. <laughs> and then I have um, um, a thesis film where I speak only in gibberish, improvised, and proficient in gibberish now, and it's a drama, and there's a scene where I, like, give birth to an alien. Um, so that, yeah, you would categorize that in not the I don't. Yeah, I don't know what um, I would categorize that in. And then I have um, another Onion video that pops up every year in um, Cinco de Mayo. And then I have other, like, yeah, commercials where I'm, uh-huh. uh, I'm CLR mom. I, I, I was in a CLR commercial, so... And I have two daughters. How did and you find, like, how did you fall do, into just what, continuing to do stuff What kind of real would that be? I, like, I'm trying to be professional. I don't know, but I would love it. I'm trying to be professional, but how do you segue from birthing an alien and screaming your your ass off to, um, yeah, you, like, there was a part of me at 21 that, like, didn't want to make a website for myself because yeah. I was like, that's douchebaggy. I don't want to make a Facebook page I know, for right? It's so, like, it's so scary to, like, self-promote and, like... I know. Be, try to be, like, objective about something so subjective as your personage. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's so hard. My dad was the world's best networker. So I'm trying to... Yeah, I don't know. I hope I can be as good a networker as my dad was. He was like the friendliest lawyer you could have ever imagined possible. Yeah. So yeah, the lawyer that liked to MC talent shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For his for his work, he did that. He would always do. Um, I remember he MC'd. Um, they had a variety show for Black History Month, and they asked someone to do it. And he just loved being on stage. He was like, you know, um, he had that like. You know, they say, like, performers could be either good lawyers or performers. Yeah. The same people do well in both. Absolutely. kind of had that, like, dynamic to him. That's, yeah. But did your dad, like, did, was he the one that got you into performance? Or no, Or did he mom. just, like, foster my it? My mom okay. did. And she's honestly, she is a very loquacious individual. But she's very, like, has an amazing energy. Always uh-huh. been very outspoken. I think she's definitely, like, the mom She's like the mom I needed because I was someone who was very innately shy mm. growing up and probably wouldn't have thrown myself into, or been brave enough to throw myself into theater at the age I, you know, like where I was in life at yeah. that, at seven years old, if it weren't for her. She's like, I signed you up. And I went and I remember I cried right when she told me, I was like, what if I get Annie? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what if I get a speaking part? I was so scared. But then Did I Did you end up getting a speaking part or? Um, or were you no, saying I was called back for Molly. Okay. But no, I, I I was I was I was in the play. I was an, I was an orphan and then my first That I was my, my first, first solo show. To, not Annie, but Annie Warbucks, the sequel. Oh my god, I was in that too. Were you really? I was oh understudy for Shut CG. Up. Oh my god. <laughs> Nobody knows that show. I know. I know. It's, it's just, so good. You guys, Annie Warbucks. It's left so hard. Look it up. Do Annie Warbucks Jr. You yeah, know, Annie Warbuck's a bridge. Just do it. Just do it. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, Donna McKechnie Song was cycle. in the original cast. Like, just do the score. Like, it's so score. good. I remember that. And yeah. then it, um, I was, I think my first solo. Like, I did like workshops and stuff, but I think my mm-hmm. first solo was in Oliver, and I said Aww. I screamed marvelous in um, in a. I mean, I screamed either marvelous or wonderful in Food Glorious Food, and I was like, I yes. made it. You've made it. Every kid has to do Annie and or Oliver, and you did both. I remember. 
I still, my stage fright was probably still a little apparent back then. I remember our, when we first walked on stage as Fagan's boys, we were supposed to like act sick, and mine was my hand over, I pretended I had a headache, and I just put like a hand over my eyes, because I didn't want to look at the ugly audience. I was like, no! But yeah, now I'm, you know, trying Smart to... Smart choices from day one, though. You knew how to maneuver I, that. Yeah. Um, I, but now, this Friday, I'm trying to make people laugh at uh, in Chicago, so come a long way, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was saying yeah. earlier, like... It's so shocking to me that this is a new venture for you. Yeah. Because you're so funny. Oh, and you always thank like you. you've always had that um like I mean bubbliness is like definitely there, but there's just like something else in there that like it's just you understand the complexity of comedy, I think. Oh. Wow. Which thank I, you. I don't know, like not a lot of people like have that. Maybe because the other adjective people use to describe me is complex, which I think there you go. Which I think some people mean complex when they say it, and then some people mean meant like a sullen bitch. <laughs> that was when I was a little more like quiet and like didn't know how to like navigate my way through a junior year of high school. Probably usually those people just are the funniest. Needed my Adderall for my ADD and just was and just was like, oh my god. Um, I, I think there's like I think that you know the debate between nature versus nurture is. Futile because I think it's definitely like a combination of, the, of both. Yeah. Like I think that everyone's born with a certain skill set and a certain like blueprint of their personality, but then it's the people and experiences around you yeah. that determine what comes out and what doesn't. And yeah. like I don't think that every single part of that is permanent. Like I'm definitely like a different person around my family yeah. or my mom specifically than I am with like my friends. Definitely. And like that's just that's just natural yeah. to change who you are as you grow older. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be the person that you were when you were seven. No. Like, when you're, you know, 25, 29. I, I feel like, I, I hopefully didn't lose her completely. But yeah. Anyway. They're still there. They're always going to be there. Yeah. Like, that. There's, I still definitely have that overly sensitive part of me that kicks in sometimes. But I think we need that in our tool set, especially as artists. Just oh, to my God, yeah. Empathy is so huge yeah, in everything. What, my sister used to say that. She would say, like, I don't know if this is every baby, but she said it like I should feel special about it. Uh-huh. She said, like, whenever someone would, when you were little, whenever someone would start crying, you would cry. You would just start crying. You didn't mm-hmm. know what they were crying about, but you would see someone else crying and you would cry. I don't know what that means. Just you're such an empath. I don't yeah. I think so. I mean, at least BuzzFeed told me I was. I took the quiz. BuzzFeed so, is law. 45 <laughs> questions don't lie. That's a lot it's of questions for a BuzzFeed quiz. Damn. I mean, yeah, I totally am not that committed to the internet. I was studying my, <laughs> for my midterm the whole time. Right, no, absolutely. Um, yeah. But yeah, oh, I know what I wanted. I was thinking about this. Do you have any weird rituals that you do for like acting? Or I don't. Like, I, uh, surprisingly, I don't. Or anything creative. I, like, um, I would always, like, I think it, I did the most for vanilla show. Girl in the world. Well, like, oh gosh, <laughs> you don't even know. I'm like vanilla bean. Imported from the United States, no. like um, I, I, I think it depends on the show. Like there were certain shows where, like, I had to make sure all my props were ready to go, like three or four times. Like I always had to do it a certain number of times. But like other shows, I like wouldn't really worry about that, and it was always making sure that like my you had to do some something certain with the props. To, not not just props, but like uh, when I was in a when I was in a musical, like I would like steam for a certain amount of time, and like if I didn't 
and oh. then I would sing us like I would warm up at, with a certain song at a certain time during the show because I didn't come on until like two scenes in. Yeah, and so it was like everyone's on stage right now. I'm gonna use this time to warm up. <laughs> And that was like that was my ritual, and I felt like I had to do that yes. for me to like be able to go out. So it just depends yeah. on the show. Because you feel like something bad's gonna happen sometimes if you yes. don't. Oh, and yeah. I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. But you know, my thing. Someone asked me this once, and I was like, "Okay, I don't know what this is about, but I have to wear the same from first dress of a show mm-hmm. until the very end of when we close." Um, I have to wear the same bra. I was wondering night. if you were going to say that because every I do that yes. too. I'm so excited. I have to do it every night. I change my yeah. underwear. But oh, like, yeah. Or don't wear any. But depending on Oh, what yeah. Costume. I bring my bra to the theater. I put it in with the laundry. No. Like, I mean, I, I wear underwear. I won't do that to you, costume you know, department. But um, I cannot change the bra. So it feels like something is happening. Mm-hmm. Something bad's going to happen. And one night, I remember in college, I was I had to wear a different bra and a different shade of lipstick. And I was just going, this is going to be the worst <gasps> show ever. No. I don't know. Oh, makeup is a big part of my like, thing. I had to like, oh my goodness. No, I don't know why. I was just like, I it's it's, it's red and I normally wear the purple bra and it, it's just going it, to, everyone's going to know and it's just going to. Well, like women will understand or people with breasts will understand. Like you have to like they're they they fit differently and yeah. so when they feel di- and like also just like if you're wearing like a t-shirt bra yeah. this is a push-up bra yeah. and like your costume feels different yeah. when your bra is different right. and you're to- like that's important you're totally listing the practical reason i do it and then also just like the psychology of it like i feel like because you have to be spontaneous on stage and not do the same thing every mm-hmm. night, you need some kind of armor of continuity. Yes. So the armor of continuity is your bra it's and all the, the things you can control and, like, using the same, pro- you know, like, all those mm-hmm. um, other, you know, um, just being fastidious in those areas. Yeah. And then you ha- you feel free to, like, you know, do new things every night. And then when you don't have that kind of, like, a layer of... Okay, you Control have your platform, you have your shield, yeah. mm-hmm. then you're just like, oh god, everything's going to go wrong. I remember right. <laughs> I was in a play um, two two years ago, and um, my cane was missing one night, and oh I, I, I quickly had a, I just grabbed this, um, I played this old lady, and I, I grabbed, um, it was like a, a hilarious spoof Christmas show, and I grabbed a roll of wrapping paper that was just near me right before I had to go on but the support the pa- the uh, cardboard support right. wasn't in it yeah. so every time I went to push it against the ground it just kept buckling in even more to the point where I was just like literally like lopsided and you're like nothing's wrong with this bitch's hip like I don't buy it like and I was That's just funny. those are just things I'm like thank god this isn't a drama because people were just like yeah I mean yeah. She's not an old lady, and I'll just laugh at it anyways. Right. But, oh, my God. Those things. So, yeah, continuity with props and bras. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. Because, like, <laughs> that psychological through line of, like, these are the things that I can control. Because that's what they always talk about. They're like, yeah. your job is to control the things that you can in yeah. an audition and, like, yeah. when you go into a show. Like, yeah. And then you got to, you know, just let loose. But, like, if... If that foundation isn't there, oh, it drives me nuts. No, it does, yeah. You if my hair wasn't the way that like it was the night before, yeah. If my makeup wasn't as good, like no. oh yeah, yeah. And you're just like the whole like up oh, that monologue and it's and in scene two is going up now, right? Exactly, because I- my lipstick color is different, which is <laughs> which is insane. I know, but like I mean I don't know if you get this way, but I'm always like 
it's so hard for me to once I'm in that space like when it's weird like I'm, I'm like totally the first one to blame myself when it's like something that wasn't my fault oh yeah but if it is my fault I'm like no it was everything around me that went wrong <laughs> like everything else was incorrect and that's yeah. why I'm and that's why I know yeah like, you're like it wasn't me right are you kidding Mercury's in retrograde leave me alone <laughs> girl Mercury effed me up yeah I always like I always play the victim then because I'm I'm a Virgo and my planet's Mercury. So, um, what's your rising? Not Virgo. I'm a double Virgo. Oh my Capricorn god! So down. you're like super mercurial. I'm all energy. Earth. It's so I'm all Earth. It's so boring. <laughs> no, god, but I love I love me an Earth sign. MC kind of like contradicting. So mm-hmm. MC is like. Your mid heaven, like your career. Be, your career, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, mine's Gemini. Mine is too, because I'm so, also a Virgo rising. Yes. So, like, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So all of our houses are arranged in the same way, pretty yeah. much. Well, like, my my Virgo can make, my, like, description of Virgo can make me sound more like a wet blanket. Like, please stay in your cubicle and count numbers and don't do anything creative and don't mm-hmm. talk in front of people because you suck. And then my MC says that I'm a Gemini, which is like, make good courtroom lawyers and good on, on stage and all this other Right. So, out. But they're both ruled by Mercury, which is like all about, you know, know. communication, thought, analytics, yeah. and they both work well together. Yeah. So, you know. So, so basically, I was very good at rushing when it came to sorority and potential new members because I could hold a conversation with like any person yeah, that like I, I was didn't that know. person too they were like you go talk to everyone go I was to- like what if I don't want to <laughs> I was like I know I, I, I like you just kind of just improvise anything you can mm-hmm. just like where'd you get your earrings yeah like um is anyone famous in your family and you got any distant relatives that live in like <laughs> Dubai right what's your major how yeah. old are you <laughs> oh my god my go-to question for everybody that's on okay. this podcast okay. is, what do you think makes Chicago theater special? Oh, shit. Okay. Um, oh, okay. It's very... What I love is it's kind of... It's ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. There's storefront opportunities. I just think that we do a great job of reviving maybe classics and putting them on in a different way here we have so like there's people that have all these different perspectives and uh, people take you know pieces that we've heard of before and do a completely modern take on it or and we do we're allowed to do that at any like whether you're a storefront whether you're at Chicago Shakespeare Steppenwolf I just love that we like um you know, everything is, um, we get a sense of everything in a very, like, fresh way here, and I don't know, I just feel like it's, um, I don't know, it's just got a, such a, oh God, I'm totally that. No, but, like, that permission to do something outside of the box is just implicit here. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Like, and I think that, um, I like that it's very progressive here. I've mm-hmm. seen people um, really make leaps with casting decisions here Mm -hmm. you know um putting you know like whether it's gender bending or whether it's just a different take on like a on a maybe a classic we've ever seen we've seen before many times just kind of done in its um kind of like in its original carcass I don't Mm -hmm. know yeah so yeah like things like that I'm just thinking what what do I think is great I'm trying to think about like the community too it's just like it's very it's a nice tight-knit community mm-hmm. you can catch jenna's stand-up debut at chicago theater works on august 16th all proceeds go to the michael j fox foundation and details are in the episode description see you next week